Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's it going? Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. The free state, the rainy state, but that's fine. It keeps it somewhat cool. It was, you know, like 5,000 degrees earlier today, so I'll take it. All right, guys, a couple things I want to touch base on, please. I know I, I say this towards the end of the show. I want to get this in at the beginning. Um, if you guys would please follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram at Don't Tread on America and on the Twitter machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's PCGC underscore 1775. And on uh, the Ticker Talker, we got a little gimmick going on there with drinks and whatnot. Um, Don't Tread on America. And uh, you check out our website. That's uh, don'ttreadonamerica.com. Oh. Um, and guys, please, no matter what podcast app you're listening to this on, if you would please give us a five-star review. And most importantly, subscribe to the show and then share it with your friends. All right, on to the show. Uh, got a couple different topics. We're going to kind of be all over the road again because, you know, hey, huh, hi, I'm Don. It's what we do, right? I'm going to keep it... Uh, flowing and going and so on and so forth. So we got got a, a bunch of different stuff to cover. I'm going to go ahead and jump right on into it with, uh, with a little bit of Hank for you here, uh, for your easy listening. All right. The preacher man says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold grind up and the stock market's down and you're only getting mugged if you go downtown now the interesting thing about this song is this was back in 1982 hank williams jr wrote that <clears throat> interest is up the stock market is down and you only get mugged when you go downtown it's more like you you only get shot and murdered if you go downtown but nonetheless that's right we've got the inflation numbers in today uh, this story here is off of uh, Fox News. The uh, inflation numbers are at a uh, 40-year high. I guess every month will be a 40-year high. Uh, 8.6. 8.6. Inflation hits a fresh 40-year high in May with the consumer prices surging. Um, inflation remained painfully high in May with consumer prices hitting a new four-decade uh, high that exacerbated a financial strain for millions of Americans and worsened a political crisis for President Joseph R. McGillicuddy, a.k.a. Poopy Pants. The Labor Department said Friday that the Consumer Price Index, a broad measure of the price of everyday goods, including gasoline, <coughs> excuse me, gasoline, groceries, and rent, rose 8.6 in May from a year ago. Prices jumped 1%. In uh, the one-month period from April, those figures were both higher than the 8.3 headline figure and the 
Um, I don't know what just happened there. Monthly gain forecast by uh, Refinitiv Economics. My computer's jumping all around here. I'm trying to read, trying to read, computer, leave me alone. It marks the fastest pace of inflation since 1981. Now, 1981, President Reagan in office. Or, yeah, um, but that was his first year um, right after taking over from uh, Jimmy Carter. So, at anywho, so-called core prices, which exclude more volatile measurements, food and energy, climbed 6% from the previous years. Also, more than refinitive is expected. Core prices also rose 06 on a monthly basis, suggesting that underlying inflationary pressures remain strong. So, 6% food and energy. 6%. Now, when you, when you hear food and energy, what does that mean? Food, obviously. Energy. So, you're thinking, okay, well, my electric bill. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. But it's, it's gas. It's oil. It's gas. It's natural gas. It's, it's fossil fuels. Okay? What an ugly CPI print. Not only was it higher than expected on most all fronts, pressures were clearly evident in the sticker... Um, stickier parts of the market said Sema Sai, chief strategist at Principal Global Investors. The decline in inflation, whenever that finally happens, will be painfully slow. Prices increase were widespread. Energy prices rose 3.9% in May from a previous month, month and then are, are up. Now listen to this. They're up 34.6% from last year. That's your energy prices. Gasoline on average. Gasoline. The stuff that you put in your car, which, by the way, another record high today, on average costs 48.7% more than it did one year ago. And I would even venture a guess that's 50. So let's just call it 50%. That's when it was three-something. So it's probably up 100% from what it was two years ago. Um, maybe more. Um. So that's 48.7% more than it did one year ago and 7.8% than it did just last month in April. In all, fuel prices jumped 16.9% in May on a monthly basis, pushing a one-year increase, oh, here you go, to a stunning 106% increase. 106% increase. I don't need to reiterate that because I know you guys feel it every time you get gas at the gas, you know, when you go in to get gas to go to work. In other worrisome signs, shelter costs, which account for roughly one-third of the CPI, accelerated in May, climbing 0.6%. It marked the fastest one-month gain since 2004. On an annual basis, shelter costs have climbed 5.5%, the fastest since February of 91. Food prices have also climbed 10% higher over the year and 1.2% over the month. With the largest increase in dairy and related products up 2.9%, the biggest monthly increase since July of 07. Non alcoholic beverages, 1.7%. Cereal and bakery products, 1.5%. Meats, poultry, fish, eggs rose 1.1%. Scorching hot inflation has created several financial pressures for most U.S. households, which are forced to pay more everyday necessities like food, gasoline, and rent. <clears throat> the burden is disproportionately. Born by low economy Americans whose already stretched paychecks are heavily impacted by food or by price fluctuations. So, 
without keeping on reading, I don't need to beat a dead horse, which we'll be eating soon, by the way. The point is, is half of America lives a very modest means, right? Um, and I'm, I'm one of those people, you know. I would be what you consider middle class. I'm not extremely rich. I'm not, you know, one of these guys who sit here and drive my Porsche and drive this and drive, you know, hey, you know. Um, everything's getting expensive. You know, the business I work in uh, depends on people having extra money to uh, buy stuff. And uh, it gets to a point when you have to look at yourself and, and these people, you know, you, you go grocery shopping and it's like, do I need the, you know, there's there's stuff in a grocery store that I call wants and needs, right? You might need milk, eggs, cereal, you know, depending on if you got kids or whatnot. Um, you need certain things. You, you might want soda or beer or chips or, you know, lasagna or, you know, whatever. You don't need those things. You need basic functions if you know essentials you need some kind of meat source protein source you need eggs milk cheese juice vegetables so people are especially when gas maybe a year or two years ago was only costing you say 20 bucks to fill up your tank now it's 40 or 50 bucks to fill up your tank you you have to make decisions because you have to get gas that's a need i need gas i've got to be able to get to work so maybe I don't need soda, beer, chips, wine, you know, cake, desserts, you know, whatever the case may be. It's it's very scary times, guys. And and the thing is, like this lady says, it's going to get, you know, it's going to be painfully slow, I think was her words, right? And what I'm hearing is that it's going to get worse before it gets better. You know, painfully slow means it's probably going to rise. I'd be willing to bet if it's, okay, so it was, what, 8.5, it went down to 8.3, then it jumped back to, to 8.6. I think that 8.3 number was bullshit, number one. I think at best it was it was stationary at 8.5. But nonetheless, what's it going to be next month? These numbers were, were done probably three or four or five days ago. Gas is now at five bucks. Every day for the past two weeks, Gases rose. So now being at five dollars. Fourth of July is what four, three, four weeks away? It's I guarantee you. I, I don't want to be happy about this because trust me, I have to buy gas too. And unfortunately I have to put premium in my car, so it's already almost six dollars a gallon. So what's gas gonna be when fourth of July gets near? I wouldn't be surprised if it's at six bucks before then, if not definitely by then. But um, it's it's bad. It's really getting bad. And the thing that kills me the most is you get on Twitter, you get on these different platforms, and, you, and there's still people. I mean, granted, dipshits uh, job approvals at like thirty something percent. So there's not that many people that are happy with him. But that those 30-some-odd percent people are the ones that are flooding Twitter and, and whatever other social media platform. They're just flooding with how great Biden is. And 
and you wonder, I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but this January 6th crap that's going on, you kind of wonder, when, prime time, when, when have they done prime time um, committee hearings? You know, why are they doing that? Obviously, to take your mind off the bullshit. But the thing about inflation, especially when it's this high, you can, you can, you know, try and play magic tricks and look at my hand over here while they're fucking you over here. You can't, it's, it's one thing to hide something and you're trying to hide it by having a January 6th committee, a bullshit committee hearing going on, but you can't hide what people are having to pay at the grocery store at the gas pump. You can't hide that. You might, you might make them forget for a second while they're watching this, but I cannot honestly believe that there's any true Biden voter out there that believes everything's going great with the economy. I can't believe it. It's so bad that even, even CNN, you know, is calling bullshit on the situation. See any relief in these numbers for Americans in the near future, and if so, when? So, look, the president very much understands, and we very much understand that we've got uncomfortably high inflation. Uh, what we saw in the data this month was that month on month. Uh, prices increased overall. The headline CPI increased about 1%. And about half of that was due to food and energy, which can be almost directly tied to Putin's invasion of Ukraine. And so. But it's not just that, you know. It's, it's not. It, it, prices are rising. I get it. I get the world uh, oil markets are up. But as you know, prices are rising for everything used cars, uh, rent. Absolutely. And so the and the president understands that. Um, and so he has like he has emphasized he's focused on this, you know, as part of his plan. I know this doesn't sound like a plan, but first and foremost, he respects the independence of the Federal Reserve. I'll tell you one thing. Um, you should have seen her face when he interrupted her. You would think that he uh, <laughs> she was not expecting that. uh interruption she was like whoa, 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 what do you mean you're you're, you're talking back on me that's a, a cnn um you know when when these democrats and these liberals they go on cnn it's they, a lot of times they feel it's gonna be a softball situation and kudos to this guy i don't know who he is but he uh at least called her on the bullshit but um it's it's getting bad because I saw a clip yesterday. I think it was Jimmy Fallon's clowning uh, Biden. You got CNN. You got the jigs up, and he still has two and a half years. It's not close. It's not like he's up for re-election. <laughs> this is just the midterms. So, an interesting story. We'll get into some January sixth stuff here. So, this broke yesterday. I saw this come across the news feed yesterday front runner in for the GOP gubernatorial candidate in Michigan arrested for uh, January 6th involvement um, so the FBI arrests Michigan gubernatorial candidate on charges related to involvement in the January 6th riots I thought it was insurrection Michigan gubernatorial candidate Ryan Kelly was arrested Thursday morning on misdemeanor charges related to his involvement in the Capitol riot on January 6, 2021. According to the Justice Department, Kelly, 40, of Allendale, Michigan, was arrested in, Al in Allendale on charges stemming from the January 6 Capitol breach, according to Bill Miller, a spokesman for the U.S. Attorney Office in D.C., 
Kelly was released on bond later Thursday. After making his initial appearance in federal court in Michigan, he greeted his supporters outside the courthouse. After his release, giving thumbs-up hugs, according to the local reporters on the scene. Detroit FBI field office confirmed Kelly's arrest and said um, his home had been searched Thursday morning. I can confirm FBI agents from Grand Rapids office executed an arrest and search warrant for Mr. Kelly's residence in Allendale, Michigan. At this time, I cannot provide any information on the nature of the charges against Mr. Kelly, said Maria Schneider, a public affairs officer for the FBI's Detroit office, in a written statement adding that she expected additional information to be forthcoming. In 2020, Kelly, a real estate broker, began leading rallies against COVID-19 lockdowns and mandates in Michigan. He said uh, he led rallies against COVID restrictions at the state capitol in Lansing and in Grand Rapids. The gubernatorial candidate added that he guarded a Civil War statue in hometown of Allendale during protest of 2020. Crowded field Republicans are jockeying to face Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer in what will be one of the nation's closely watched campaigns this fall. Kelly's arrest adds another twist to the already chaotic Republican primary fight. It comes after Michigan Court of Appeals earlier this month rejected efforts by two Republican candidates to, um, for governor to have their names placed in the August primary ballot. The candidates, businessman Perry Johnson and financial advisor uh, Michael Markey, filed lawsuits after Michigan's board of canvassers deadlocked last month, leaving in place the decision of the state's Bureau of Elections that five gubernatorial candidates did not have enough valid signatures to qualify for the ballot. The court's unanimous decision marker, or marked a major setback for the affected candidates, including former Detroit Police uh, Chief Craig James, who have uh, filed legal challenges in an effort to revive their campaigns. Kelly was not among the candidates affected by the signature issue. Actually, he's one of the front runners. Like he's expected to win the um, the GOP uh, nomination for governor to go against Whitmer. Um, but it's a situation where I posted this on a Facebook page yesterday when it broke and I was talking to Chris, I was like, so basically this is what they're going to do. Like we're talking about stealing elections and mail-in ballots and, and you know, whatever else that has happened, will happen, may happen, whatever. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the movie 2000 Mules, please go watch it. It's on Rumble. It's free. It's... <laughs> It, it'll open your eyes, but nonetheless, um, the uh, they're going to try and <laughs> arrest this guy. So they have a picture of, of a person in D.C. on January 6th, and, I mean, it could be him. I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because uh, what was he arrested on? Misdemeanor charges. So I can't remember exactly. I read somewhere else where the charges were. It was for entering unlawfully something. Last time I checked. Now, what's killing me is the 800-some-odd people that have been arrested for this January 6th situation. A lot of these people have been charged with trespassing. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Capitol is a public building. It's, If I'm not mistaken, it's like nicknamed the People's House, right? Isn't it the People's... I mean, we, the people, pay for that building. We have every right to be in that building. Now, granted, I will say this. Having 
watched the stupid ass hearing last night, I can see, let me put it this way. They played a lot of the video taken either by drone security cameras or on the scene reporters. Now, granted, they showed what they wanted to show. So, yes, there were some people that got out of hand, broke windows. I get it. But they didn't burn anything down. You know, like in Oregon where they burnt down federal courthouses and police stations. They didn't ransack neighborhoods like they did in uh, Wisconsin. They didn't create an autonomous zone like they did in Seattle. I mean, <laughs> if, if the left does this stuff. Now, the, the crazy thing about this is there's a couple of people that haven't been arrested that were there. Now, the uh, government came out today saying... There's no signs that Antifa was there. Well, what fucking videos are you watching? Because we've seen videos of John Sullivan there. He's an Antifa guy. He was there with his girlfriend, who I, I don't know if it's current girlfriend or was his girlfriend, but nonetheless, and she works for CNN. And he's on videotape that he was taping being there. But Antifa wasn't there. He made $35,000 off of said videotape, selling it to different news outlets. And then the government went after him for that money. So to say that Antifa wasn't there is a fucking lie. If you want to charge people for whatever did or didn't happen, whatever. The funny thing is about all this is you're charging all these people and they're just regular Joe Schmoes that can't afford a lawyer to fight it out, and if they do have a lawyer, like I talked about on the show the other day, that lawyer ends up just talking them into fucking taking a plea plea deal. So, there is no justice in this. If you were in Washington January 6th, and you're one of people like us, you've probably, if you haven't actually been summoned or, or talked to by anyone, in the uh, federal government, FBI, or whoever, I guarantee you they've checked you out to make sure you were legit, even though they may have not talked to you. It's ridiculous, guys. So the January 6th committee, like I was talking about, hearing was last night. So in a primetime grand event last night, the Democrats staged an event to, if nothing else, to bolster their agenda to make sure President Trump does not get reelected. Now, granted, this is from a person who hasn't even said he's running. Now, granted, all, by all accounts, it would, you could assume that he's running. He's doing rallies. He's flying around the country. He's you know, talking about this, that, and the other thing. I get it. He's also going to be like 80 when that time comes around. So, I'm not a betting man, but <laughs> I would be willing to, I would, I would place a wager on the fact that he might not actually run. Because do you want to go through that bullshit again? I mean, I know he wants to clear his name. Though I would say the one good thing and the, or the one interesting thing would be that if he were to run and win, it would be interesting to see how everything shakes out. I guarantee you he doesn't make the same mistakes that he made the first go around by trusting certain people. Um, ideally... Someone like Ron DeSantis, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Florida guy and he's my governor. Because trust me, I'd rather him be the governor here. I'd rather him do his next four years and then run for president. But 
you know, be that as it may, he would make a better, he's more, he's still fiery. He still says things, and there's a lot of people that don't like him also. But uh, he's more tactful. Trump, Trump pretty much just comes at you. But like I said, I guarantee if he does run Trump and he wins, <laughs> it'll be an interesting four years, to say the least. Especially assuming that there is this giant red wave in Congress and the Senate and we have a supermajority between the two houses. And if Trump were to win presidency, holy mackerel. It would be an interesting, at least the first two years, it would be pretty damn interesting. I will say that. But, um, so they had, uh, quote-unquote witnesses who basically gave statements to bolster claims of this, uh, riot. So, um, they, they really only had two witnesses. Uh, I can't remember the dude's name. Some, some, uh, independent journalist guy he was following, some of the Proud Boys and whatnot around. And then they had Officer Caroline Edwards, who was, uh, one of the D.C., uh, Capitol police officers so i isolated a clip of her talking about an incident with her being there and uh, just it's a, it's a little more in a minute so just listen to this and then we'll uh, break it down here in a second because it's quite interesting my my breath catching in my throat because i what i saw was just a, a war scene it, it was something like i'd seen out of the movies. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. There were officers on the ground, um, you know, they were bleeding, they were throwing up, they were, you know, they had, uh, I mean, I saw friends with blood all over their faces. I was slipping in people's blood. Um, you know, I, I was catching people as they fell. I, you know, I was it was carnage. It was chaos. I, I, can't e I can't even describe what I saw. I, never in my wildest dreams did I think that as a police officer, as a law enforcement officer, I would find myself in the middle of a battle. Okay. You can't describe what you saw because, number one, you got knocked out. At least one time. The two videos that I saw with you in it, you was running the other way. Now, as far as carnage, if you think that was carnage, you, you don't know what carnage is. You might, hear me out, grab a dictionary, look up the word carnage, because that was not carnage. At best, any word that you used in this whole description of what happened that day, the best word that you could have used to place Everything together would have been chaos. Now, I'll give you that. It was chaos. Looking at the tapes that I saw, even though the ones that, that were edited, but nonetheless, there was chaos. Now, there was a scene, <laughs> a scene, <laughs> cut, action, and rolling, where she was with, I don't know, four or five different officers, and they're at a, uh, like a fence, not even, not even a fence, just like a railing. And... Another name of someone that is yet to be arrested, Ray Epps, is there, and he's uh, he's it's actually I'm gonna I'm gonna play this because it kind of goes in together. So he's there, egging on shit. So this is him. I don't even 
like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go. I'll this say is it. him. Right. We need to go in to the Capitol. This was the night before. This was would have been January 5th. I'm probably going to go to jail for Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Everyone's like, no. And they start calling him Fed. So this is the next day. This is on January 6th. So this is the scene here. I'm gonna play. He's this is they're just about they're at the uh, I think it's called Century Circle. Now the officer Edwards and like there's four or five other officers. There's just a little railing. Now he doesn't actually physically do anything, but in this video I'm gonna play. He's egging people on. He's whispering in the guy's ear. I don't know what he's saying, but he's saying something to him. And then the guy gets up to the fence and starts pushing on it. Says something to another guy. He gets up to the fence, starts pushing on it. And then you can see Officer Edwards kind of gets flung back. Now there's probably however many, you know, 100 people there. And there's five officers. They push. She gets flung back. She hits her head on the steps. She gets knocked out. Now the part where she's talking about blood and carnage, where was that? The only blood and carnage that happened that day in that capitol building was when that dc officer when that uh or that capital whatever he was the uh i can't even think of the dude's name but when he shot ashley babbitt when that happened there was your blood there was your carnage why isn't he being arrested we're so quick to jump on cops when they're trying to do their jobs and they arrest somebody or something happens this guy shot an unarmed protester, rioter, whatever you want to call her, unarmed, period. We lost our shit when this gentleman was a black, whatever it was, D.C. cop, I don't, I don't know what his, what his title was, but nonetheless, um, shot an unarmed white woman. Now, if the roles were reversed, if it was, uh, let's say, Derek Chauvin and a, uh, I don't know, we'll just throw a name out there, George, George Floyd, uh, we'd be losing our shit. That's the, that's the point in all of this, guys. The hypocrisy of the left. This is what pisses me off on a regular basis. Is It's almost to the point where it, it frustrates me to do this fucking show because there's so much idiocracy in this country. There's so much division. There's so much right and there's so much left. But the thing is, is there's so much fucking stupidity in this country that the people, they, they don't even see what they see. They hear what they see if, if that makes any sense it's like they're being told this is what you see and they're like yeah that's what i see trump had everything to do with it listen to the words trump said we'll march up there peacefully and then it was like oh do you uh you know the next day or day two days later do you uh you know whatever about the proud boys and he's like you know stand by stand and then that was a whole fucking thing like he was giving some kind of code out and it's like oh my god guys you're just reading so much you talk about conspiracy theories like when I, when Chris and I, we talk about different things, we, you know, JFK and so on and so forth. And, uh, 
and everything that we talk about, it's like, oh, God, Jesus, here they go with conspiracy theories again. Oh, oh boy. You know, uh, you know, I gave you the one the other day about uh, Putin possibly being dead, right? Conspiracy theory. I mean, I don't have any proof. I'm just telling you the stories I found. Um, you know, conspiracy theory in Buffalo, right? Uh, the Buffalo uh, shooting at the grocery store there. You had the cop that was a security guard, was also an inventor, made a gas, uh, an engine that ran on water. You know, conspiracy theories, right? But when you have something like this, Ray Epps, a FBI informant, um, on tape, doing what he did, played the, played the tape for you. That was him. But yet, uh, nothing. You know, so I recorded this sham event from last night, and I heard more from Benny Thomas. He's a con congressman from uh, Mississippi and a Democrat, and Liz Cheney, a Republican, quote-unquote, uh, from uh, Wyoming, making statements of what, um, you know, of what happened. Then I did... <laughs> so you hear more from these congressmen than, than the people that were actually there. Officer Edwards gave some kind of a statement, but, you know, she was knocked out at least once, maybe twice. So how does she know so much? You know, and a better question is, you know, where is this Ray Epps? Why hasn't he been arrested? Why isn't he testifying? Oh, yeah, that's right, because he's an FBI informant. And, um, you know, then I play the tape. He's, play, you know, egging on the people. The interesting thing is I, I, <laughs> I didn't watch the thing last night because I was asleep, but I did record it. I watched it today, and it's two hours. And if you want to hear two of the most boringest people talk, you listen to uh, Benny Thompson or Thomas and uh, Liz Cheney, and it'll put you asleep. It was rough. I had to fast forward. But of the two hours, your two witnesses, uh, and like I said, for life, man, I can't think of the one gentleman's name, uh, journalist, following Proud Boys and whatnot around. Uh, he spoke for maybe five minutes, at best ten. And this Edwards chick, maybe another ten, fifteen. So for two hours, you know, they had a, a break in between, maybe about an hour in the, in the middle. They had a, a break because it went to, you know, like the talking heads on the news, you know, giving her, like, commentary or whatever. But, um... An hour and half of it, at least, was these two guys making statements. It's like, you're having a committee hearing if all of these people that were involved in this thing, why aren't they testifying? Why aren't they making statements? Why aren't they, you know, I mean, it, it's all a setup. And the thing is, is, it's all a puppet show. It doesn't mean anything. It literally, this whole thing is all about making sure Donald Trump doesn't run. He's not going to get arrested. He's not going to go to court. None of that is going to happen. It's all a show. I think there's going to be four, three or four more situations. A couple more, like one, I think I saw one more primetime and then two or three daytime, whatever. It's going to be a lot about nothing. You're going to get your conspiracy theories. You're going to get your bullshit. You're going to have the left saying this and the right saying that. And we're going to get nowhere really quick. You, you've arrested 800 and whatever people. You're going, to try, you're going to keep trying to pick people out that are making noises. 
this uh, Ryan Kelly in uh, Michigan. You're going to try and trump him up on charges so he can't run against Whitmer because he probably would win. And God forbid, we can't have that. But um, <laughs> I'm not going to dwell on this January 6th situation because it's all of this is just kind of starting as far as the committee hearings and whatnot. So obviously, there's going to be a lot more to talk about this in the, in the near future. Um, I, I'm going to probably close the show out on this one right here. So this was uh, Joy Behar. And she was on, you know, she's on The View, right? <laughs> and uh, I don't know who the lady is. That they were having a discussion. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> they were having a discussion uh, about guns, obviously. And so I, I don't know who this lady is, so pardon me. But nonetheless, she's kind of going back and forth with Joy. And, and this is how the conversation okay, went. Owners are former military. Okay. 35 Let me say married. one more thing. So that's all I'm saying okay. is that they're yeah. not once, crazy once, people. Okay. Here's the thing. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. Now, that's pretty much, you know, the, the Joy Behar showing her true colors. That's, that was a racist statement because... Joy, I don't know that you know this. I'm assuming you don't because you made that idiotic statement. But there's plenty of black people that legally own guns. And there's plenty of black people that illegally own guns. As well as there's plenty of white people that own guns legally. And there's plenty of white people that illegally own guns. And there's plenty of Hispanic people and so on and so forth. You make it sound, uh, as a white woman... You make it sound like the only people in this country that own guns are white people. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure because, you know, we've been talking about this. But the Uvalde shooter was a Hispanic guy, right? It wasn't white. Hispanic, right? He had a gun, and he killed people. Okay? If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. Once again, the D.C. snipers were two black gentlemen. I think, hus uh, not husband and wife, but uh, father-son situation. So this isn't about white guys with guns killing people because there's plenty of black people that have guns and are law-abiding citizens and have guns just like the rest of us law-abiding gun owners have. That was the most stupid, I'm going to just use the word stupid, innate, dumbassery fucking thing that any person could ever say. And nothing crickets we can complain about it we'll on the right we'll complain about it we'll be like look at this shit this is racist as fuck right no one's going to say anything on the left and it's just going to go it's just gonna go away now had that been greg gutfeld that said that like legitimately and meant it i mean greg gutfeld's kind of you know he i like his show and everything he kind of let's say that was tucker carlson and said that you know <laughs> It's just, once again, the hypocrisy of the left is insane. But yet the, the right-wing uh, racist, we're the racist, right? Right-wing, crazy, MAGA, ultra-MAGA, gun-toting white people, Southerners or whatever, deplorables, whatever fucking uh, you know, pronoun or adjective you want to give us, we're the, we're the racist. <laughs> that is was racist.
So on that note, guys, I'm going to look real quick and see because I think the market just closed. I'm curious to see what it closed at to leave you with a little bit of uh, uh, good news or news. So looks like the market closed uh, almost 3% down, almost $900 down. Now, pretty much could have expected that to happen just because of the uh, the inflation numbers. I was talking to Chris. He goes, what do you think? Do you think the stock market you know, is going to be up or down? We're talking about doing some things. And I said, uh, depends on what that inflation number is today. I mean, it was earlier this morning. And uh, he goes, well, what does that mean? I said, well, if the, if the number's up, if it's higher than it was, the stock market's going to do shit. If it's low, then it's going to do good. And I was right. Unfortunately, I was right. All right, guys. With that being said, um, if I can't, if I haven't told you once and twice and a hundred times, I'm going to tell you again. Please, if you got paid today, send me some money. No, I'm joking. <laughs> if you got paid today and you're going to do some grocery shopping today or this weekend or whatever, guys, please, if if you have any wits about you. If you go to your grocery store, if your grocery store does BOGOs or does certain types of sales, buy one, get one freeze, whatever, stock up, buy some extra stuff. It, I'm telling you, you you're going to thank me in the long run. I'm not saying that you need to go out and hoard and, you know, fill a closet full of stuff like some people do. Um, but uh, if you have the extra money, I know it's hard for to say that because of everything going on. It would be wise. Not I'm not talking about junk. I'm not talking about junk food. I'm not saying oh if the, you know if the potato chips are bogo or sodas bogo. Buy one get one free. Get you some extra two liters. I'm not saying that because uh, that, that stuff only lasts so long. But you know if your canned foods or certain staple type items are on sale and it's stuff you're going to use at some point in your life, whether, you know, it's an emergency and you need it or you just eat it, you know, down the road, um, it can't hurt to have it. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Just a little advice, you know, take it or leave it. But, um, and like I told you the other day, um, if your grocery store has green beans and cream of mushroom soup and the things you might use for Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner, that's only five, six months away. I know it, it seems longer from than that because it's hot as balls outside, but it's really not that far away. Most of the stuff that you would eat for Thanksgiving and or Christmas, the dates on that are, are will be good until then. So if you have the extra money, depending on what you eat, it, it it's trust me, it's not going to hurt you to stock up. So on that note... You guys have a great day. Please, whatever podcast app you are listening to this on, please follow the show on that app. And uh, most importantly, if you could give us a review, five-star preferably, and then uh, pass this on to your friends because word of mouth is what gets this thing going. And uh, I really need y'all's help with that because I'm trying to crack the 10,000 mark um, by the end of this month. So it's up to you guys to help me with that. So... With that being said, guys, it is June 10th, 2022. It's Friday. You guys have a great weekend, and I will talk to you again on uh, Monday.